Welcome to the Pastor Cast and our edition of Angels, Demons, and the Apocalypse. Good to have you back with us. We've been on a little hiatus, Jimmy. We have been, but it's good to be back. Yeah, and uh, I had a family member in there. My daughter got married. Congratulations. Awesome. And uh, so we took a little hiatus there for a little bit through July and August. And uh, good to be back with this edition of Angels, Demons, Apocalypse. Of course, you had a little vacation. You went glamping in, in Montana. How was that? I did. Glamping is awesome. <laughs> Anytime you have a camp butler... <laughs> that uh, waits on your hand and foot. The kids, the kids are saying, "I could get used to that butler." So we're like, "Okay, we're gonna have to adjust our expectations a little bit." But it's a lot of fun. Yeah, we're, it was a blast. I had a great time in Montana. Yeah, Montana is beautiful. Yeah, and I heard you just did shoot, went shooting, went horseback riding. Just a yeah. great vacation. Tried to act like we were cowboys. There you go. It was fun. Yeah. Um, you know what my vacation was? Going to see the little uh, cabin where Home on the Range was written. I, I saw that. I Not saw quite glamping, bro. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Not quite. Middle of nowhere, but I guess in Montana you were in the middle of nowhere, though. Kind of. Kind, yeah. It's not a place you'd want to drop down in 500 years ago. Yeah. You'd be in some serious trouble. <laughs> so we've all had some things going on. Obviously the wedding was the big thing and uh, had a little yes. hiatus. And uh, but, but glad to be back with Angels, Demons, Apocalypse. If you have a question for us, put it on our YouTube. You can watch us on Spotify or listen to us, excuse me, on Spotify uh youtube or other means and uh we're glad to be back with this edition of angels demons and the we're still in the corona apocalypse still in the corona apocalypse i was just thinking that it's just i guess it's the new normal you I know hate, i hate to be pessimistic uh, and i do i'm usually an optimist and i'm not a conspiracy theory guy yeah you know either. that about i'm not me either too. And uh, But I just have a feeling they're going to try to cancel everything, especially right before the election. I agree. I, I, have a, I have a feeling about that, too. I'm just praying that Sunrise Christian Academy will keep going. And, um, yeah, I agree. I share that fear. Wichita Public Schools uh, decided, their board decided to shut down uh, junior high and senior high for nine weeks. And so for the first quarter of their school they're not they're having all online no no kids attending wow in junior high and senior high elementary's attending but not the junior high and senior highs and it just seems like i mean that's wichita kansas it just seems like the cancel culture is gonna continue this until maybe until or after the election i don't know exactly i agree i i've heard someone say and i hope this doesn't offend anyone but <laughs> Someone say that if Trump wins, then it'll probably continue, and if Biden wins, it might stop. <laughs> but uh, maybe that's a bold statement. Maybe but, that's a bold statement. But, I don't know. But, uh, you know, I talked to a guy today at work that uh, is in Atlanta, Georgia, and I was kind of surprised because at public schools there, masks aren't mandatory. They're optional. Wow. And um, it's a massive school system he's in. Wow. That his kids are in. Wow. And he has his kids wear a mask to their desk, and then they take it off. He tells them to, but... It's optional. So, anyway, just kind of interesting how different places have different approaches. Yeah, it's been very interesting. Yeah. And that helps us get to our topic, Jimmy, because today's topic is about this and about them versus us. Yes. This kind of idea that um, whether you're anti-mask or pro-mask, whether you're cancel, not cancel, whether you're Democrat, Republican, whether you're what? Pro-life not pro-life yeah. whether you're pro-life or pro-death pro-death yeah exactly yeah 
and whether you're um, for social justice or against social, you know, yeah, we have all these labels Gen- today. Gender, gender, gender inclusive, LBGQ gender issues. bigoted, whatever yeah, you yeah. want to call it. Yeah, uh, all of these issues today that line us up against one another. Yeah, more than I think any other time. Amen. It's just it, we're just a house divided. We're house divided, and I know we're going to get into this, but I just think the only winning move is maybe not to play. And by that, I don't mean don't take a stand. Right. We can talk more about this, but I don't know if you've seen the old movie War Games, but that was a line from that movie. Yeah. Um, but, uh, you know, as Christians, we want to have convictions, and in a sense we can take a side, but we also want to see that there's something more going on here that's pitting people against each other. And I know we're going to talk about that. Yeah, but, I mean, a- Angels, Demons, Apocalypse is what we're called, and I think the forces of evil. Oh, for sure. Are, are planning this out. They are. So that Christians, yeah. especially, because I noticed, I'm going to talk about yeah. Christians here. Yeah, we do have to take a stand for a number of things now. We will. We will. We will. But we have to do it without being ugly and hateful and bitter and resentful. and Because it seems like we were at a point in time, even 20 years ago, maybe less than that, where the Christian was kind of the majority view yeah. on things and now the church isn't you know it's not no. as important as it was in life of people no the pastor is not an honorable job as it was no uh the bible is not a book that people give credence to just because it's the bible anymore no in fact they may blaspheme it yeah in a sense. and and <clears throat> so it's just it's like we're almost in a different stage and we become I've seen Christians almost become like embittered about it, or yeah, it's a different time. I mean, I uh, we don't have we don't really have true freedom of speech right now in, in some ways in this country. You were talking about cancel culture, and I was listening to someone on the radio recently, and they said if you are speaking at a venue like a university or a public venue, there's three things you can say that will get you canceled. And I thought it was a good point. One is you can say that um, you're pro-life. If you make a strong stance on that, people will probably oppose you. Or you can say that um, um, all lives matter. Right. Or you can say that there are only two genders. Yeah. I mean, and that, I thought that was interesting because if you do make those your platform at a university, you, you will not be allowed to speak. Yeah. And uh, um, I saw a quote from a political candidate. It honestly, it was Joe Biden. Yeah. And maybe it wasn't accurate. I'd have to research it. But it said something to the effect that, Bible-believing Christians um, are um, offensive and um, basically racist and bigoted. Right. And um, that, that's kind of alarming. You know? It is alarming. And I, I think that the racist and bigoted thing is, is one thing. But I do think that, we, that Christians can become ugly and... Yes. And, I, I, you know, we can leave... Um, we just have to be careful about being respectful, even though we're not feel like we're in the majority. It was easy when we were in the majority. Yeah. But I think that we have to be careful about how we talk to people because we still want to represent Christ. Yes, that's right. Um, so let's think about Peter. Uh, do you know where that is, where he says... Without quarreling. Uh, but... Yeah, where Peter talks about, let your reasons be known. Um of the hope that is within you with gentleness and with, uh, you, you know, the idea that we're to present these things uh, with kindness and gentleness, not with 
hateful speech and bitterness. Now, don't, again, I agree with you. It's not that we don't stand up for what's right. That's not it at all. Yes. Listen, we're going to believe in two genders. Yeah, of course. We believe in male and female created he them. But we also believe, if I've got a transgender neighbor, I also believe that he's created in the image of God. Though yes. it's marred, I'm marred too. Yes. And I want to win him to Christ. He needs Her, Jesus. him, to Christ, whoever he is. I want to win him to Christ. No, we do. And I'm, yeah. I'm joking a little bit. But we no, do yeah. believe in two genders. Yeah. And, and But they're still made in the image of God. And yeah. I want to see that person come to Jesus. And that's step one is for them to come to know Jesus. Yeah. That's it. You're right. And I did look up this verse, 1 Peter 3.15, and it says, But sanctify the Lord God in your hearts and always be ready to give a defense to everyone who asks you a reason for the hope that is in you with meekness and fear. That's New King James. Yeah, and so the meekness is this idea of gentleness. I think we come across too haughty. or, And it just goes back, Jimmy, to the truth. And that is that we can't give the gospel out. We can't do something spiritual in a fleshly manner. That's right. And the flesh is bitterness, hateful, calling people names, slandering, us against them. That's flesh. Yes. Spirit is gentleness, kindness, goodness, self-control. That's the spirit. Yeah. And I think that we have to remind ourselves about this warfare that goes on with us because it's so easy, especially on social media, because we'll never yes. see that person. Yeah. We'll never get face to face with them. It's so easy on social media because... I won't have. I can have dialogue, meaning I can have conversation in the in the midst of it. But then I see them face to face, and usually it becomes a little bit more. Oh, I've, I've probably said a little too much there, or something yeah. like that. You know, exactly. That's yeah. right. I mean, just the comments that you see, you do, and that may, just a couple of thoughts there. I mean, one thing is that I think you have to think about what your objective is. Yeah. You know, and our objective as Christians. Is to is to honor Christ and to and to share and to Christ, lead people to and Christ. to lead people Christ yeah. lead people to Christ. So every we can and given our opinion on Facebook or whatever, I think that we really need to be conscious of our, our chief objective. Here's my question: Is your politics number one, or is the gospel exactly. number one? Exactly, and I think we get that we can get that skewed. Right, and Christians, good-meaning people, get that skewed right now, and it's because, because of what you said, and it's because of well-meaning stuff. Yeah, I want to stand up for life. Yeah. Things I, I want to stand up for gender. I want to stand up for pro-family. I want to stand up for these things, and I'm again, we want to stand up, but to become then for us then to get into this tit for tat and this kind of yeah, I don't know if that helps the gospel. What do you really gain at the end of the day, except maybe a a little bit of a strained relationship? Yeah. yeah, no, I agree. And I'm not against debate. You know no. that. I yeah. like debate. You like debate. We like to have yes. talk, talk. We like to have, get in conversations no, with I don't. people. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> we like to get in conversations and, 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 and get through things. But it's just, um, and I think the second thing on that too, Jimmy, is what we were talking about, who our real enemy is. Yes. And so. Amen. Amen. This is a very good topic for right now because it's something that you see everywhere and i think that it very well could become in a sense worse you know because you know who knows what the future holds but um christians in america have probably got a little bit lax and lazy because we've had it kind of easy and but like you christians have always been the minority right in the early church they were in a very hostile environment yeah and they were joyful people right you know so we need to 
you know, of the hope that is within you. Exactly. We need to show that, that there's a hope. Yeah. She said, Peter says, of the reason of the hope that is in you. Yes. That should be coming out in us. That we've got hope no matter what happens. Yeah. Exactly. And I love the United States of America. I do too. But the United States of America isn't our, our chief, or isn't our final home as Christians. We're right. passing through right. to, uh, to, to our eternal home in God's kingdom. So um, we need to keep that in perspective as well. Let me read from Ephesians 6. You're familiar with this passage. This is where he's telling us to put on the armor of God. And we are going to war in essence. We do have an enemy. Yes. It's just that we think the enemy is them versus us and is our fellow man. And we sometimes put the goggles on that you're my enemy, whether it's race, whether it's people who hold to an ideology, whether it's people who are in a sinful lifestyle, whatever. And they become our enemy. And that's not what we're taught in the scriptures. that's right. And it says, finally be strong. This is Ephesians 6, starting in verse 10, Jimmy. Finally be strong in the Lord. And this is ESV. And in the strength of his might, put on the whole armor of God that you may be able to stand against the schemes of the devil. I like that word, schemes. The idea that we're, he is plotting to destroy us. He is. And uh, one of the ways he does that is by getting us fighting. That's right. Uh, For we do not wrestle against flesh and blood, but against the rulers, against the authorities, against the cosmic powers over the present darkness, against the spiritual forces of evil and the heavenly places. This, This takes me back to a conversation we had at the very beginning when we started this program about the devil. The devil's not some red character with horns and a pitchfork and tail that's in hell right now, pushing people around and making them do bad things. Making the coffee cold. Yeah, making yeah. the coffee cold. Exactly. Yeah. Doing the, which is the the uh, far side. Yeah, the stereotypical view. The far side view of the devil. Yeah. He's making us, leading us into a room of short stories, another short story, you yeah. know, that, those yeah. far side comics, which are hilarious. They're I laugh my head off. Yeah. But that has become our view that he's in hell making hell bad for people. Yeah. No, he is on this earth. Yes. And he is causing division amongst Christians. He is causing Jim Simbola from the Brooklyn Tabernacle preached a great message a couple of weeks ago about you know what? You're anti-mask, you're pro-mask, and you can't the point is you're a Christian. Yeah. You want to fight over this stuff? Yeah. When, when we got Christ, when we got such bigger goals yeah. ahead of us. Yeah. And and the point is is that uh, uh, we, these aren't this is not our enemy. Our enemy is much bigger. Amen. That's so true. Uh, he, here he calls them out. He says they are rulers against the authorities, against the cosmic powers over yeah. this present darkness. You think of, um, that reminds me of the book of Daniel. Um, I think that uh, maybe it's an angel comes to Daniel and says that he's been battling with the prince of Persia. Mm. And most commentators would believe that it's probably a reference to a demonic force that is specifically stationed stationed in Persia to influence the king and the powers. And um, So I think it's very possible that there are demonic forces and maybe a hierarchy that is working to working on the, on the global scale. Well, it seems to, to say to, that, doesn't to, it, here to, in Ephesians? Yeah, to orchestrate things in a certain way. And God's sovereign. God God's the, has the ultimate say, but I think that a lot of the things we are seeing um, are the work of the devil orchestrating things. Yeah. That said, he's also subtle, and he's getting those those folks, including us at, at times, that, that are Christians to 
maybe get too caught up in the struggle, and we're, we get kind of duped too, you know? Right. So. Yeah, I think that we have to be careful to believe the truth. And that's what we're really coming back to. You've got to believe the truth. The truth is, is that the devil is our enemy. He's seeking whom he may devour. And I just feel that, uh, what does it say about our weapons are not a, a warfare? That's a Second Corinthians, isn't it? Yeah, we... Second Corinthians Second 10. Cor- yep. Second Corinthians 10. Let's read that. Why don't you read that for me, Jimmy? But I think that we, I think that we forget uh, what the truth is, and that is that the carnal... The carnal nature never proves anything for God. Listen, I can fight and, and curse and get mad and get bitter and whatever. That's never gonna. That's never gonna do anything for God's kingdom. No. It's always gonna be our joy, our love, our peace. That I'm at peace. I'm. What you say doesn't threaten me. Yeah. I know who I believe in, and that He is able to yes. keep that which I've committed Amen. unto Him against that day. I. I. I my hope. You don't destroy my hope with your arguments or your philosophies. You don't destroy my hope. My hope is solid in him. Amen. And that's where we need to come back to is that understanding. We need to be people that are filled with peace and joy. Right. If I'm if I'm discombobulated in my spirit, which I can be, of oh, course. Oh, of course, we all if can. If I'm be. anxious and stressed out, I'm not going to be very winsome for Christ. Yeah. I'm probably in the flesh. Yeah. And uh, you're exactly right. I, and I think, and I and I see this so many times. People coming to me with the news and with the, and I'm just like, just turn it off. You yeah. get you all worried. Get you all agitated. Gets you angry. Yes. Get yeah. you extremely angry at this world, and if that anger is not going to produce anything good for the kingdom of God, it's just yeah. not. It's not because it's a, it's in the flesh, and that, that's what this talks about. Yep. Here, here are these verses. This is Second Corinthians ten. I'm going to read verses three through five, and it says, "For though we walk in the flesh, we do not war according to the flesh. For the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but mighty in God for pulling down strongholds." Casting down arguments in every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God, bringing every thought into captivity to the obedience of Christ. What a powerful set of verses there. Yeah, and I, I, I see that as, again, reminding us that the flesh, anything done in the flesh is just not going to... It's not going to do it. It's not going to do it. So, the question is, how do we live as good citizens of this country, standing up for the things we stand up for, great that's a great question when should we be silent when should we be vocal well, maybe even now we need to be in prayer and maybe talking to folks in our churches and, and maybe it's time for some more um just specific conversations about things because one thought is that you know if we haven't talked and thought through what we how we feel about certain issues it may be harder to take a concerted stand when the, when the time arises and mm-hmm. I I don't know how you go about doing that but but maybe it is something that you need to we need to talk about in our churches and say how, how far is too far or what, what do we think is, is a stance we need to make and, yeah in that way we can kind of be decided where we're at and how to and how to and how to uh, vocalize those responses Speak the truth and love. And love. Yes. How can we spoke speak the truth and say, "Hey, um, we believe transgenderism is a perversion. It's a sin. We believe that uh, uh, same-sex marriage is a perversion. It's a sin." Yeah. But we don't hate Certainly. someone we disagree. We don't. We want to see people come to Christ. We want to see them saved. We yes. want to see them saved. How can we love those? How can we love those who are outside of our community? 
an outsider, whatever, you know, because we we do stand on pro-life, and I'm 100% pro-life, and we do stand on pro-family, yes. but then, you know, do we stand against greed? Do we stand uh, yeah. for the, the, you know, what did uh, James say? Pure religion undefiled is this, uh, to visit the widows and, and orphans. orphans in their affliction, yes. and to keep yourself unspotted from this world, and so, you know, do we... Do we care for the needs of, the, of others? I'm not saying the government should. Don't get me wrong. Yeah. I'm not saying that's the government's job. And, and, you know, we can talk about that versus that conservative versus liberal viewpoint and have those discussion, ideological discussions. But we as Christians should be saying, hey, that's my responsibility yes. to care for people and not to make it an us against them scenario. Amen. Yeah. And it's hard to it's hard for people to disagree with Christians. Well, they they still do it, but to yeah. argue with them when they're doing good, quick to help others. It's hard, and doing it's it hard in love. Dispu- doing it in love. It's hard to dispute that. Yeah, and it's easy to dispute it when Christians are making comments yes. on Twitter. Yes, <laughs> they just fall right saying line. ugly things, slanderous things. Yeah, and uh, listen. Uh, you know, uh, I, I think our president has done some of that, and I, I don't like that. I, I don't mean, like that. I agree uh, that it's a slanderous and that is. You know, things that uh, don't need to be said. Just focus on issues and, and so forth. Some people like that. You know, I don't care for it. Uh, it makes me, uh, you know, not want to support him like I should and, and, and so forth. I do pray for him, and I, I think we all should pray for him. Yes. Um, but, uh, you know, these type of things, this, is, this isn't helpful for the church uh, uh, of Jesus Christ. And I think one thing we have to refocus on is our enemy. Our enemy is the forces of evil that are out to destroy the church and we've got to get our glasses back on and the only way we can overcome them is through these spiritual weapons talked Amen. about in second corinthians bringing down these strongholds um so hope is one of the things that will bring down strong knowing where our hope truly is you talked about that we're passing through yes abraham and uh what in the book of uh, uh hebrews Saw the city. Yep, Abraham, and uh, I'm drawing a blank. He saw saw the city uh, uh, that was promised him, even though yes. he didn't recognize all the promises. Yes, he he, he believed in that city that was uh, that was made for him. Yep, he, he saw it in the distance and yep. had that hope. Yep, yeah, that hope. That's and, right. And I think we do need to talk, and maybe it's our fault because we don't talk about the millennial kingdom. We don't talk about our real home, the New Jerusalem. Our real home. We don't, and uh, and we need to we need to bring these things up and say, you know, this this really is our true hope. Um, We've kind of got a unique opportunity, and I know in my lifetime to where we're actually the church in America could face some is facing some a little bit of adversity, you know, and um, along with that adversity comes the opportunity for the gospel to break break out. Yeah, you know, and it's an opportunity for us to draw closer to Christ and purify ourselves and maybe you know maybe we've gotten so cushy that we don't want to look forward to heaven as much because life's pretty good here right you know but but boy you know of course heaven is so much beyond that well and we and we see that we see that in our own selves we can see the wickedness that uh, you know we can see what we deal with every day in our own hearts yeah I'm talking about me I'm not talking about anybody else here me too me too of Uh, course you know, I try to I try to walk in the spirit. No, I shouldn't say that. I ask the spirit to 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 walk through me and to live through me, yeah, and to produce His fruit in me. But even as a believer who you know who longs for the spirit to to use Him and work in Him, uh, I see the flesh. So oh, much. me too. Yeah, if you took my day and 
and just kept the parts where I was actually walking in the spirit, there'd be a lot of fragments cut there'd out. Be a, yeah, a exactly. A lot of fragments. And so the, the key is, is that, like, you know, where I'm preaching right now is to train in godliness and to, you know, to train ourselves to live in the spirit, to walk in the spirit. I'm right. trying to look up that passage in Timothy where he talks about be gentle that you may lead someone to repentance. I think it's either four, five, or six. I can't remember. Yes. But um, he's, he's talking about having a debate with someone. And in that debate, you know, as you're talking about the gospel or talking about your debate, he says, he says win them with gentleness because you never know. You may win a brother in an argument, in, 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 win a brother to Christ, uh, to the right way of thinking. And I think that um, that gentleness is what i see the church lacking yes and that meekness that peter talked about is what i see the church lacking uh, today this is uh uh first timothy what two two yeah no second, second timothy, timothy two. second timothy two uh and as a servant of the lord must not quarrel Woo! <laughs> you can stop there and preach a sermon <laughs> As a servant, talking with my kids this week about Lord. Don't use the name Lord unless you you know you know what it means. Lord meant master. Yeah. And a master is someone who owns people. Luke six forty six, Jesus says, "Why call ye me Lord, Lord, and do not the things which I say?" Yeah. Lord means someone who owns people. Yeah. And we've willingly said, "I'm your slave. I'm your servant. You own me." Yes, you're my lord. That's a it's a it was a term that was the term curios, the head of the household, the yes. one who owned everything in the household. It's a big deal. It's a big deal, and big deal. Uh, we're servants of the Lord. Yeah, uh, must not be must not quarrel, but be gentle to all, able to teach, patient, in humility. Woo. That's great. In humility, correcting those who are in opposition. If God, perhaps, I love this. I love it too. I'm not going to change their opinion. God can reach down with his spirit and touch someone's heart. It's kind of part of that humility. You're, you know that you're going to obey God, but you know that it's got to be, God's going to have to be the one that's going to make the change. And that's why we have to see, I can't defeat this enemy. Yeah. The force is evil, evil way too much for me. I've got to have... The power, I've got to see God's power at work. Amen. That's right. Um, humility correcting those who are in opposition. If God, perhaps, will grant them repentance so that they may know the truth. That's great. That's great. And then it, I think it talks in there about like escaping the um, trap of the devil or taking them captive. Let me, let me, let me uh, yeah, you've got it. That's, uh, it says that they may know the truth and that they may come to their senses. And escape the snare of the devil, having been taken captive by him to do his will. I, I like that last part too, and what we're talking about because, you know, we should, you know, when someone's on Facebook expressing an argument we know is probably godless or, or worldly, or um, we should have pity on that person because they're, they've been taken captive. If they don't know Jesus and um, they're lost, we shouldn't see them as our enemy, of course, because the devil's the enemy. Plus, they've been taken captive. They need help. They need to be released. They need to be saved. Yeah. You know, and we've got the message they need to hear. So I think that that's a good thing to think about, too. Yeah. Um, 
I know that you had a uh, conversation recently with someone, and they said, you know, well, I believe in praying to God and praying to Mary. And it's not that you didn't say, hey, I don't believe in that. I don't think you should pray to Mary. I don't believe she's God. But you were trying to share the gospel. And so it's not that you say, it's not that you don't tell them what's right. Exactly. The truth. You do tell them the truth, but you do so in love. Exactly. And I, when I was talking to this woman, I just said, you know, I, I, I said, and I was very, I tried to be gracious. I said, you know what? I want to be honest with you because this is very important to me. And I just want to be clear about what I think about Mary and all this. And yeah. I said that I believe Mary was, a, was, a, was a, a godly woman, but she was a sinner, just like all of us. And Jesus was the Son of God. He never sinned. So yeah. I said, to, in my mind, there's a huge distinction between the two. That's what I shared with her. Yeah. But then I moved on to talk more about the gospel because that really wasn't even the main issue, in a sense, at that moment. Exactly. Praying to Mary is not the big yeah. issue. The issue is Jesus. Jesus. In your heart. And the gospel, yeah, exactly. the gospel of Jesus Christ. Amen. Yeah, that's excellent. So it's not that you're afraid to share pe- the truth with people, and even even that might have been a hook to get into the gospel, and you know whatever you think about that. Yeah. But just a, a means is what I mean by hook, a means to start sharing the gospel with her. But you know, it's, so it's not that you say, "Oh, I better not talk about truth with this person, or they yeah. may get offended." It's not that. It's that you stand for the truth, but you say, "Hey, I, but it's all about I'm a sinner. <laughs> you're, yeah. you're a sinner." We're exactly. all in need. Mary was a sinner. Yeah. We're all in need of the gospel of Jesus Christ. And it's amazing how it disarms people. You yeah. Know I mean, it's not what they expect. Yeah. And it's just a powerful, it's like it said in that one verse, those aren't the weapons of the world. Our weapon is might makes right. I'm going to make you listen to me. I'm going to force my opinion down your throat. Right. But God's way is gentle, meek, trusting in him, loving. And it's effective. And it's really going to have to be how we do evangelism in this society because COVID yeah. is keeping us from having big meetings, having the evangelistic meeting, having the children's yeah. meetings, having the... We've really got to just get to know people. A smaller scale, maybe like one-on-one or group, smaller groups, yeah. And say, hey, I'm just concerned about do you know Jesus? Amen. Yeah, That's right. That could yeah. be a really good opportunity for us to... Uh, you know, it could really produce some results. You yeah. know, I mean, it's all, it's, again, it's all God's work. But, yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah. Amen. That's good. So, uh, knowing our enemy, knowing our hope, and being convinced of what, uh, of what God has for us. Careful about how we say things. Yeah. What are some uh, concerns of yours? Not, uh, we're not worrying, but what are some concerns of yours that you uh, would like to overcome, see, see God overcome? Um, here in these next few weeks, maybe months, or something that you've come out of the coronavirus with, I, I, I'm concerned. I'm concerned with the church. Yeah, that's what I was thinking as well. And I hope that the church doesn't. Uh, you know, I think if you're got COVID nineteen, and you've been staying home, and you know, or you're afraid, or you're you're not doing well physically, I get why you're staying home, and and I'd encourage you to do that. But uh, I'm concerned. I am. A, I'm a little concerned about the church of, of who will come back. Yes. And uh, I know that uh, some of the churches I've talked to say, well, we've got about half back or about three quarters. That's pretty common. Yeah. And, uh, you know, our church probably a little better than, than half or maybe ours, a little better than three quarters. I think smaller churches, that's going to be the case. Bigger churches, I wonder how that's going to happen if people get used to watching online. And uh, to me, that's that's that wrong connotation of the church. 
And again, I'm not against the church, and I'm not trying to put a division in the church, but that church is that community. Exactly. The, re- the relationships, the accountability, the, yeah. the, the fellowship of the Spirit, the yeah. body of Christ. Yeah. yeah. So valuable. It's just now that we're meeting again, and we had a period of time when we weren't, mm-hmm. you know, I just, I just, um, I would, I, I do not want to stop meeting physically again. Yeah. You know, I just, I've told people that. I just, I want to do everything we can. If we do need to take more measures, it's legitimate. I'd rather do everything we can yeah. to keep meeting physically yeah. than to stop again. Because it is so important to meet spiritually or yeah. as a body of Christ. And we believe, you and I believe, that the body of Christ, the church, the meeting, the assembly, is for Christians. That doesn't mean that we're not trying to be evangelistic. Yes. But the meeting, the assembly, yes. the coming together is for Christians. It is. It is yeah. for Christians. And, and that's a whole different purpose than saying I'm meeting to draw in you know, to be completely evangelistic, to draw yes. in people who are not Christians. Yes. Now, there are going to be evangelistic services. There are going to be evangelistic opportunities. But there's got to be a time where Christians get together. Yeah. Study the word together. Whether, and again, it could be a small, it could be a small group. I'm not against that. But it's life on life, community on community. And I, and, and I, I believe, don't, don't get me wrong, the, the Church of Jesus Christ, I don't have to do anything to keep the Church of Jesus Christ. Yeah. In the gates of hell. Yeah will not prevail against it. So uh, I know that COVID-19 will not prevail against it. Amen. But um, I, I hope uh, that that teaching gets through that, hey, this is this is important. Community is important. It is. It is. I mean, there is, um, I would say, the closer you are to the church, to your brothers and sisters in Christ, the stronger your relationships are. In general, the closer you're going to be to God. Right. I believe that. So, and I believe that's, I believe that's part of this training in godliness is man, you're you're learning to forgive people. You're learning to forbear with people. You're learning to work with others. Yeah. You're learning even if you don't have complete unity with. Maybe you don't agree with everything your brother or sister says, but there's unity because you're in it for the gospel. You're in it for Christ. Amen. And I think that's the overall picture that we need as Christians need to work on. Okay, you see the social justice as a complete evil. Yeah. You see those issues as complete, and they they are. Racism is yeah. evil. Bigotry. Yeah. Uh, James says, if you see someone who comes in and you treat him better than the other person that comes, uh, the rich person that comes in and you treat him better than the poor or you know, whatever racial, you treat them better. That's that's it's wrong. Sin. It's, it's sin. sin. Yep. It's against it's against God's law. It's against God's rule. It's against it's against the golden rule. Paul, uh, yeah. James says, and so um, yeah, we we believe that, and so you have a strong sense of that, or you have a strong sense of you know pro family, pro life. You know, we have these strong senses one another but we have to come together and gotta, say gotta come together but we're christians and, and we we come together for the gospel and i think we need to be careful jimmy white conservative republicans need to be careful to say you're not a christian if you do and fill in the blank i agree you know you vote for whatever or you be careful yeah. now can we say a christian ought not to okay yeah. But to say you're not a Christian, then we can fill in a lot of blanks there. Okay, and you got to be careful with those because, maxims. Those, yeah, because then you statements. can say if you don't wear a tie to church or, <clears throat> yeah. and you people know. people have. People have said things. And, or if you don't listen to this kind of music. or yeah. It's just, you, we've got to start being very careful if we start filling in those blanks. Yeah. You're not a Christian if you. Because pro- I'm sure there are a lot of Christians out there that are 
very close to Jesus to think differently on a number of issues than I do. And, and there's a we, lot of Christians around the world who don't even think about the issues exactly. that you and I are thinking about. And they're walking about. close to Jesus. Yeah, and yeah. they're getting martyred for their faith. <laughs> exactly. And they're not even thinking about the issues they that you and I walk, are thinking about. They put our walk to shame. Yeah. yeah, yeah. They're not thinking about who to vote for in the next no. election or... You know, you know what I mean? Yeah. And exactly. that they're followers of Jesus and they're my brother and sister in they Christ. Are. We'll be with them for all eternity in heaven. Yeah. And so we just have to be careful yeah. um, about how we rank things. And we've got to rank, number one, the gospel of Jesus Christ. Yes. I think that's big. I mean, this is obvious, but like, you know, in, in being able to see past these disagreements Christians we Christians have, I think a big key, of course, is for, for Jesus to be number one. Mm. I mean, if Jesus is number one. And, and by a long shot, if he's number one by a long ways, yeah. we're going to be able to look past that other stuff. Yeah. And uh, why, don't yeah. You, why don't you lead us in a prayer for his church, uh, Jimmy, just right now. Let's pray. Lord God Almighty, I just thank you for all you do. Lord, I thank you that you are sovereign, you are holy, you are awesome, and you are still in charge, Lord, and you are still on your throne. And, and this is your church, Jesus. And we just pray that during this season of COVID-19 and social unrest, Lord. We pray that you'd be glorified, that your church would grow, that you give us wisdom to navigate the coming days, Lord. Help us to stand up for the truth, but help us to do it in love. Help us not to be argumentative, but, but gracious and gentle. And I pray that your church would grow and we would see many, many come to faith in Jesus Christ. In your name I pray, amen. Amen. What you studying on this weekend? I don't know yet. <laughs> Confession, I'm not sure, but maybe this, because, you know, I'm a bivocational pastor, and a lot of times if I feel convicted or I've thought a lot about a topic in the early weeks from the Bible, which I've thought a lot about this, yeah. then I end up um, through prayer preaching on that maybe. very thing. So I may turn, I may take a, the very passages we talked about and maybe, maybe share something about that this weekend. Yeah, I want to give a shout-out to Dave Mitchell from Westridge Community Church over in West Wichita. He's uh, helping provide, helping me provide what I'm speaking on because he did a training day uh, for the pastors uh, that Derek and I went to, and it was about how to train in godliness. And so I'm using, of course, it's biblical. His material is biblical material, so it's the Bible, so we're using the Bible. But, um, but he's, he's helped us uh, see this training in godliness in a great light and, and uh, was a great, great uh, day of training that Derek and I have what um, was involved with we're, we're involved with that's great and so uh, i'm going to be preaching on that second week of uh, training godliness that is uh, strengthening your spiritual house so if you're in south haven if you're in clearwater i know it's a little south of the cities but uh, yeah of the cities i'm, I'm thinking minneapolis st paul Twin cities yeah. of what's uh, a little south of wichita but if yeah. you're down here we'd love to have you and and if not uh get to your church this weekend yeah amen. Uh, don't just watch it on facebook i mean if you're if you're well and if you, you know, you, you're able to go, uh, get to church and, and be a part of the community. Amen. There's a lot more to church than just hearing a sermon. Yeah, amen. I mean, that, that's a great thing. You know, yeah. we're pastors, but to plug into the body of Christ. And yeah. Amen. Agreed. All right. Well, we'll see you next time on the Pastor Cast, the latest, the next edition of Angels, Demons, and the Apocalypse. See you later. God bless you.